What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 65 of Nintendo Noise, Flip Screen Games' weekly Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. And Mr. Chewy Plays. Bye, goodbye. This week's show is all about the latest Nintendo Indie World. We've got a lot of games to discuss, so let's get right into it. Uh, for our start screen today, I want to start with our thoughts on the presentation and the top one to three games that stuck out to each of you. Chewy, go. Okay. Uh, looking at the list again, really quickly, Pepper Grinder, that stood out yes. to me. Um, oh, shoot. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I still I still think Goodbye World looks really cool. That one's like on my list, too. That. Yeah. And then, of course, the the closing one, Sports Story. That looks so good. Yeah, who could not be excited about that one? All right, Steve, what about yeah. you? For me, Sports Story. I'm really excited about Obviously, I, I loved Golf Story, as I've spoken about, till I'm blue in the face. And we've known about this for so long. So it's nice that it's finally coming next month, which was good. Um, I really am happy to see Inscription coming to more platforms. It was been exclusive on console for PlayStation for six months now, so it's nice that that six months exclusivity window is wearing off. So it's finally going to be coming to Switch, and I presume other consoles as well. And I, feel I like really these windows like... are getting shorter. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. I mean, I think this. I think this one was uh, I, I like a timed exclusivity with the PS Plus thing. Um, that mm-hmm. happened, but yeah. Mm-hmm. The and then the uh, the other one that stood out to me, I, I liked Botany Manor. I thought it was cool, um, which was the one where you like do do mm-hmm. all the plants around the house and stuff. I, I liked the look of it. It it's, reminded it, me a little bit of a VR game. And, it did kind of have that look. I could see myself playing yeah. that in like yeah, I could see myself playing that in VR, just tending to the plants and it, stuff. The fact that it had like the puzzle elements, it like weirdly reminded me of like The Witness. It's like The Witness meets like, you know, a farming sim or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had that like really flat look to it, right? Which I think is very witnessy. But yeah, I really like the aesthetic like, of it. You navigating like a first person space that's like basically empty and, you know, like that kind of feels like kind of lonely, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was this a, a White Thorn Games one? I think it was. They they have a lot of really cute ones under their their company and everything. The one I've been wanting to pick up that's been out since like summer on Switch, I think, it was uh, a, a Pico or a Pico, which is like a bee simulator game type <laughs> of thing where you're, where you're just like an apiary trying to make yeah, a bunch of bees and stuff. One, yeah. Yeah, they've, it, got, it looked they've got some really good games in their roster. That Lake game and also uh, Witchwood, which has been on my mm-hmm. list to play for a very long time. Um, I need to, I need to pick that up sometime this year. Okay. So uh, for me, I definitely had uh, Goodbye World on my list as well. Um, something about just the general aesthetic of the game really like speaks to me, um, and like the the style of it. But uh, yeah. I think similarly, right, it's another story-driven game. Really excited to see uh, the news about Coffee Talk Episode 2, uh, Hibiscus and mm-hmm. Butterfly. You know, it's one of those things where obviously there was, you know, um, the really tragic situation that uh, the game's original creator uh, passed away after the release of the first game. So there is kind of, I guess, that bittersweet kind of like 
you know, you're it's great to see the rest of the team kind of continue on and and honor that that legacy and continue the vision. Um but you know, I guess there is the the concern of like will the vibes be the same and and all that kind of stuff and you know, like um it is it does seem like it's a direct sequel, which I think seems like a bit of a an odd choice. I think I I was kind of expecting it to be more like a new cast of characters and it seems like a DLC more than a than a sequel, and they're calling it episode two. So it kind of feels like it 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 follows on. But I I was hoping when they announced it previously that it was gonna be uh, a whole new game, a whole new cafe. Because the ending to that game like neatly wraps it up. Like you find out who you are as the barista, mm. and and I don't know where they go from that. Whether you play a different barista now. Or you, or it's a totally different story. Um, but I, I, we all loved Coffee Talk when it originally came out, and it's nice to see Co- Coffee Talk kind of lives on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it either way, you know. And I think, I think um, there's every reason to believe that that uh, they can keep the magic going because obviously, <clears throat> you know, um, no matter how important one person's contributions are, games are made by teams. So hopefully. Uh, Hopefully that that spirit is still there, you know. So, uh, and then of course, sports story, right? Um, I think the thing that stuck out to me the most about sports story is just like it seems a lot bigger than I think I anticipated. Oh, yeah. You know, like obviously they we knew that it was going to be a lot bigger than golf story, and that they had added all these different sports, and that there would be new mini games, and you know, seemingly new stories to kind of go along with those and everything. But with this, they showed off like all this other, you know, life sim like almost um stardew valley-esque kind of elements where there's like a mall you can go to and there's dungeons to explore and you can do espionage and all this stuff that seems to have very little to do with sports so uh very interesting (laughs) to see you know and the game coming in december right obviously very cool um but yeah just uh, it seems like it's much larger in scope than i think any of us had any right to think it would be so um, it explains mm-hmm. why it's been in development for so long. Um, but yeah, yeah, very excited. It'll literally to see this one. be three years since they announced it. Yeah, so it, it's been a long time. I'm glad they took the time because uh, mm-hmm. I I loved Golf Star. It's one of my favorite games on on the Switch. It still is, and and this looks like it it takes all of that and just takes it to the next level, if not a step above that. It's definitely moved outside of just the the island of Australia this time. I think there's a lot more there. I'm interested to see what world that that the the, uh, the game occupies now. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna talk about the rest of the indie world showcase in just a second. Here we've got uh, I don't know. It's like what is it? Like 20 games? It's quite a bit. Quite a long list here. 22 games. And I think overall, pretty good showing. So, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to jump in and chat about about the rest of those. But before we do that, let me remind you that this week's episode of Nintendo Noise is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of November. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Mary Berry, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash games. Y'all the real to the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all the other shows we got going on. Speaking of shows we got going on, reminder, start playing Persona 5 Royal. We have our Persona 5 Game Club coming up at the end of the month. The three of us, Sierra and Patreon producer Zaid Ida, will all be playing 
Persona 5 Royal and checking in on it once a month, kind of completing a palace as we go. Uh, it's a project I'm really excited to work on, and I hope that you guys will uh, will play along with us, so please go and check that out. And then uh, on the YouTube channel this week, we have a brand new tutorial. Steve's got a sequel to our PlayStation Chiaki demo uh, for Steam Deck, where if you want to get the touchpad working uh, in games like Ghost of Tsushima, go check it out. Steve's got a whole breakdown for you on how to make it happen. Now you say something, Steve. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's, uh, there's another one coming out at some point as well. I need to, I need to do some Nintendo videos at some point. We need to, we need to rope Chewie and Sierra in and do some, some Nintendo videos. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about it. Let's do it. Got to get them all running on that Steam Deck forever. <laughs> I, I, I also need to at some point play Persona Five. Um, I've only played two hours. I need to. I need to get back. Chop, to chop, buddy. So much, so much else to to <laughs> play and get through because I've got three games. I'm currently uh, checking. I got get sent review codes for that. I'm trying to get through so we can talk about. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I've I've literally. I think today I'm just like, all right. I think I'm done with all these games that I've been playing now. <laughs> let me let me get into Persona finally. Have so, you not started think, it then? So no, I haven't like started. Okay. I, I'm, I I'm so <laughs> far behind. Luckily, I've watched like a couple videos. Like I think Nintendo Life did like a little video going over some of the life sim stuff. And as I was watching that, I was just like, I'm going to spend way too long on this game. You're going to get so sucked into it. Uh, and I'm very, very excited to hear your thoughts about it later this month. Yeah. So everybody, uh, remember, go check out the game. Uh, if you haven't played it before, great time to play it for the first time. Uh, if you have played it before, good excuse to give it another shot like me. I'm having a lot of fun getting back to it. All right, so let's get into the, uh, the Indie World Showcase here. So um, I think... Like I said, 22 games. We already chatted about a couple of them. Let's just go through these in chronological order, and we can kind of just chat about them as they came up. Um, so the first game that we got to look at is uh, called Venba. It's coming in spring 2023. And this, I believe we've seen this game, like a glimpse of it before. Um, but it's it's a story about uh, uh, Indian family who have emigrated to Canada in the 80s. And uh, it is um, kind of like from the perspective of, of the mother uh, and, and kind of like, I guess, like the the like when they were talking about it, they were talking about how it's it's basically trying to capture the way that food connects childs of immigrants to their parents, you know, um, native culture. And it seems like it's a very like emotional, you know, story about family and about growing up and, and all that, all that good stuff that always makes me cry. Um, so I, uh, I was, I, I like the look of this game, you know, I think, mm -hmm. I think it has a really good art style. Um, and I think depending on the length, it's one I could see being, being a pickup for me. Yeah. I loved the look of this game. I thought it was so charming. The animation is, is really, really wonderful. Uh, every even item that's like you used to to cook with is so expressive in the way it moves. It was really cool. Uh, and you're right, we have seen this game before. It was shown off at IGN's um, whatever their 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 iteration of E3, whatever they call it, Summer of Gaming, I think. Um, mm -hmm. So it was announced then, but this was the first time that we've known it's coming to Switch, and we got the release day that is coming in spring of next year. But I thought it was really nice, and uh, I was very happy to see see their cat as well during the 
um, the reveal. Yeah. Which was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. He's just hanging out in the <laughs> foreground. Like he's a part yeah. of the, he's a part of the development <laughs> team. You know, like. <laughs> As all, uh, they need to just post that cats at work. I found that Twitter account. Oh my god, cats at work. Uh, yeah, cats. With, isn't amazing. it cats with jobs? Yeah, cats with jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's the greatest. It's so such a good, cats. such a good follow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one it just looks it looks so great. Uh, the art style is especially charming. All the food looks so. It it, it gives me like Foster's home for imaginary friends, like cut out. A cardboard cutout kind of vibe. Yeah. Okay. So, Interesting call. Um, I I can definitely see that though. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm super into this one. I think I've seen it a couple times. Um, probably from that IGN thing, and I I want to say Wholesome Games has like put it on at some point too. So, uh, yeah, this is one that I'm excited for. I think it comes out next February or something. Yeah, spring 2023 is the spring, date. Spring. That's it. Yeah. So one to look out for next year, I think. And and again, right, it seems like one of those games that's like probably like, you know, you could beat it in a weekend. So like, especially mm-hmm. that time of year, like when you're hungry for something new, might just be the perfect We need time a cooking it. mama. We need a cooking mama on the Switch. <laughs> I guess one there on the is Switch, one. And then it went yeah. away. It's around there somewhere. If you can find a physical copy, it's floating about. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not very good, but uh, mm-hmm. it's there. So then next up, we had uh, Goodbye World. This was uh, on both me and Chewie's to watch list. Um, this one is a story of uh, of two ga- uh, game developers who are, are best friends and they work in like, um, you know, these like crappy real t- retail jobs while they try to make games on the weekends and, and nights and things. And they're working on this like uh, puzzle adventure platformer on the Game Boy and you know their last couple of games haven't been selling and you know they're like broke and trying to trying to keep keep the dream alive and everything um and it seems like it's you know going to probably lead to some interpersonal drama um based on on how they were talking about it so again it's just there's something about the aesthetic of this one that really really caught my caught my attention the first time we saw it and i just mm-hmm. i've uh-huh. i've been excited for it it gives me like real eastward vibes with the art style. I yeah. I agree, and I and I worry that it's gonna uh, go by the wayside in the kind of the same way that Eastward did. Like everyone was yeah. really excited about Eastward, and then it kind of came and went to very little fanfare. And mm-hmm. I don't know that I like the treatment on this game, um, like the the post effects of treatment uh, treatment. I mean, like I I really like the the pixel art, and I think that looks great. I just don't know about that filter that's over everything that kind of makes it look like you're watching an old VHS with on a crappy CRT. It looks like grimy. Yes, yeah, back. CRTs are back. <laughs> yeah, but I want like a good so CRT, like not one that's like you had Vaseline smeared on the screen. It's, it's uh, not great. I guess so. But I don't know. I feel like this is uh, just a callback kind of retro game because I feel like even Game Boy development has been on the rise again where people are like, you know what? I just want to limit myself. Just make a Game Boy game. And yeah, I don't I like that. Yeah. Mina the yeah. Hollower, right? We just saw Day of the yeah. Devs. Mm-hmm. Like that's the whole bag is like it's, it's, a, it's a modern Game Boy game. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I think there's a lot of cool stuff with this one, and I, I guess I don't mind the filter so much. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I I, I like it. I get why you don't, but I for mm-hmm. whatever the aesthetic definitely speaks to me. Um, and my my fan of or my my um what's the word I'm looking for? My like kind of predilection towards like vaporwave glitchy like I that <laughs> style. I'm a mark for it, you know. Um, 
mm-hmm. I have Hue lights now. Look, I'm so cool. <laughs> Frankly, I don't get why you don't like it, Steve. You're a Hue lights boy, so you know. I yeah, like you're yeah, obligated. But, you know, I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I like uh, clean looking uh, games. And Overrated. I, even like, yeah, you know, uh, that that uh, yacht club game. Um, Nima, is it? Mina. Yeah, like that. That's a Game Boy game, uh, but it looks tidy. Oh yeah, you know, it looks no. like I, it I'm, looks I, it looks clean and crisp. I'm totally with you. It's a choice. <laughs> Uh, so then next up, we got a look at Have a Nice Death, which is uh, coming on this. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. On uh, March 22nd next year. And this is like uh, your classic 2D action platformer. Uh, you play as the Grim Reaper and uh, like the kind of really cute Grim Reaper. I love the design. Yeah, <laughs> the art style is really, really good. I think it's it's got a good direction. Um and like it, it uh, the framing device is basically that hell is like a, a like a corporation, and he's the CEO, and like you've got to like take out your rogue employees, and you know it's like seems to be a bit of commentary on like you know drone office culture type your life. So yeah, it's it's definitely mm-hmm. charming. You know, like it, it looks like good tight gameplay and like a charming art style and direction for it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not not necessarily one that I'm like dying to play, but I I think if uh, if the gameplay feels as good as it looks, I think this is one I could see making waves. Mm-hmm. I am not ready for another rogue like um, being obsessed with vampire survivors at the moment. I don't necessarily <laughs> need another one yeah, right now. Sure, and uh, I think yeah, anything's gonna have a hard time to top that or Hades for me. And I feel like if I'm going to go and play a roguelike, I'm going to pick one of those two up. But if you've had your taste of both of those, or Moonlight or, or anything like that, Cult or I guess Lamb. Um, Call of the Lamb, yeah. the Lamb then, yeah. then Have a Nice Death seems like it might be one to, to pick up. It's in Early Access on, on PC. It's been out since uh, since last year, I think, in Early yeah. Access. So it's nice to see it finally getting a 1.0 release next I'm gonna, year. I'm going to keep an eye on it. You know, it's it's one that I'm not necessarily like itching to to play, but it's one I could see pl- myself playing if uh, if the mood strikes. You know, if if like things are quiet around March. Yeah, it looks fun. So then next up, we got to look at uh, Aka. I think is how you pronounce it. Um, Aka or Aka? Aka, maybe it's Aka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that that's coming on December fifteenth. Uh, this one. I don't know. Like I, I, I didn't. I don't really know what to make of this game. Like I, I think well, uh, Red Pandas don't get enough representation in any media. I don't think so. I was happy to see them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, main, uh, yeah. I wish Sierra character. was here to talk about that. That's like uh, her band uses that uh, iconography a lot, um, which I think is <laughs> is very cool because I agree with you. Um, but I gotta say the way they described it, it felt a little aimless. Like, it's like, oh, it's like you're on this secluded island and it's a life sim and you can do whatever you want and there's missions, but also you can grow stuff and craft things. And it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, sounds, like I remember, uh, sounds like Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley or The Tourist. It sounds like yeah. something like that. I right? guess. Yeah. I remember when I when we saw it a while ago, I think how they described it was kind of like this character used to be like a mercenary or some sort of warrior and they're like i'm leaving that life i'm just gonna relax kind of thing and so they're definitely going yeah. for like more of the life simmy things but it also gave me like that 
Littlewood vibes if you played that, where it's just like, oh, yes, the, the world's been saved, war is over, let's just build a town and enjoy that, you know? So. Yeah, and it, I don't know. It's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, obviously, I like that style of game, but maybe it's just fatigue. Like, when you think about the fact that the last Nintendo Direct that we talked about was like <laughs> 90, Had a lot of those. 90% lot of that. that type of like, it's a farming game, and it's just like, I feel like the less focused they are, the less interested I am in them when it's just like, yeah, you can do a little bit of everything. It's like, okay, but like, what's the hook, right? If I can do a little bit of everything and like, it doesn't matter what I do, then it's like, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, um, it's hard to pinpoint what you're getting out of it, right? Yeah. Especially when there's so many other games doing this. It's like, why should I play this instead of playing like Baron Breakfast? You know, or or, or any of the other games. Baron Breakfast is very different, though. That's like management sim. That's like you're running a a whole host of of bed and breakfast, sure. and you need to make sure that you're putting <laughs> but, the right person in the right room because they like. But specific that's the things thing is like want to be next to this. Or that has a hook. Want to be right next to this. That's unique, right? Like that is a thing where I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Whereas like this, you know, and I, I got to be honest with you, like I don't, I don't like to to be. Um, to be this kind of critical, but like, I don't think that the dev interview helped because, like, they were just like, We've worked on movies and we love movies and, and animated movies, and, and then here's this indie farming game that's like not particularly cinematic. So it's like, why don't you tell me about like what makes the game or the world special or like that the like tell me about the characters that like you know like well, give me something about what yeah. makes this game unique other than well we really like movies uh and we've worked on movies so here's a cute panda it's like okay you the, know like the press release goes into a bit more detail um it's still not not a crazy amount uh, it says, take on the role of retired warrior, a Kermis top-down, small, open-world game. In handcrafted islands covered in majestic mountains, blah, 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 blah. Uh, craft items or feed baby dragons and different quests await to ultimately meet the ghosts of Acre's past. So I wonder if it's got like a uh, spirit fairer kind of angle on where everyone you meet in the game is related to you in some way and is like a ghost, but like they should present that a little right. bit better in the trailer. Or, or again, right? Like they talk about like, oh, you can feed baby dragons. It's like, okay, but to what end? Like, am I just feeding them and that's it? Like, is there like, are they livestock? Is this a chow garden situation? Do they grow? Like, do my actions impact that? Like, I need to understand what these systems are more than just being like, you can farm, you can feed dragons. You're, and it's like, all all of those things sound attractive but i don't really get what the moment to moment is and in a, a genre that's very oversaturated right now and not only just the genre but i think even the style like wholesome games right like cozy games like that's a that's a fucking wave right now and and i like that kind of game but like if that if your whole thing is that like you're a cute indie game and you can do a bunch of stuff it's like I don't know, man. There's a lot of games like that in town, you know? Like, I, I you got to sell it to me a little bit better and then, like, make me understand what makes Aka special. Because, like, just looking at it and knowing that it comes out in December, no less, I'm like, I don't feel like I have a really great idea of why I should give this my time. I get that. But. It, it's hard to stand out there, but. Yeah, it's it tough. It is cute. It is cute. <laughs> I'll give it that. You're right. It is cute. And I do like red pandas. So we'll see. 
so next up, this was one of the ones that was on Chewy shortlist, uh, and it was it was like right there for me too. Um, this this one really really appealed to me. It's called Pepper Grinder. It's coming out in 2023. Uh, it is a like 2D action platformer. Um, the it's a devolver joint, so you know that's always a good thing usually. Um, the rough, you know, I think elevator pitch for it is it is like a. a one of those kind of retro-inspired pixel art, you know, platformers, and you're this character who's a treasure hunter, you get robbed, and all your treasure from this expedition gets stolen and spread out all around this, like, island, and you have this, like, crazy drill bit that you use to, like, dig and find treasure, and you can use it to fight enemies and use it for, like, traversal or, like, if, you know, if you're an audio listener... Um, you can like use it to like go down and like hop up out of the ground and then jump to another set of, of dirt and like, you know, use it to like solve puzzles. And, you know, it, it, uh, it looks like a really unique platformer and like, I love a good 2d platformer and I feel like it's been a while since we've had something like this that really came out and like, you know, blew people's, uh, skirts up. That that mechanic really just made me think of that. I think it was like the third world or something in Celeste, you know, where you kind of like do your dash through those the portals, kind of spacey portal yeah. sections, like the space bubble thing. Totally. And it would just like shoot you in those directions. And I was like, I feel like they just took that idea and were like, all right, how can we mess with this in a different way? And the- so I. It was cool. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I totally see that. And the way that you're talking about it, it, it reminds me of um, the way that Yacht Club talked about Shovel Knight, where it's like they took like the the DuckTales, Scrooge McDuck, the hop, and like mm-hmm. we're like, okay, like what if we built a whole game around a character that moves that way? And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that's like a, that was a huge influence on Shovel Knight, right? Um, yeah. I think you can kind of see that through line here. And maybe maybe Celeste wasn't as much of an inspiration as we think, but I feel like you can kind of see that through line for sure. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm just, you know, saying what it reminds me of for sure. But yeah. uh, overall, like, I don't know. I like games like this that are kind of like quick-paced platformers that just feel like there's always something in front of you. Because sometimes I'm just like, yes, I play a ton of those cozy games and everything. But sometimes I'm just like, I just need something really fast right now where I'm probably yeah. going to die soon. So th- this gave me that, that impression. That's and my favorite that's, thing about platformers, it. right? Is like games mm-hmm. that are just like, they're just frenetic. They're just about gameplay. And like, yeah, like there's, I like the art style and the music was cool. And like there there's, but like when you get right down to it, like what is going to hook you about that game is like, Oh, I gotta get one more level, one more run, one more level. So, so yeah. why don't why don't you like Souls games then? If you're all about just the gameplay that's hooking you, what's up? We'll, we'll start with that. I don't think those yeah. games are what's good. What's up with that? <laughs> Sorry, uh, I know wow. that is it is my least popular opinion. Uh, I've tried and tried and tried again, and I got it. Are you just... playing Tunic yet? No, I haven't played Tunic yet. So maybe that's the one. Maybe that'll change it. Maybe. But but that would be different, right? Because like I, my beef is really honestly with From Software. It's like it's not Souls like I liked Jedi Fallen Order. You know, um, that was a Souls like. Go and play like why why don't you play like Demon Souls? No, like, that is From Software, but it's like you know been covered up in no. blue points magic. No, fuck that. I'm sorry, I'm not interested. I've tried enough. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not trying those those games anymore. I don't like them. They're not for me. Speaking okay, of games, yeah, I can I, I can respect that because that's like the poke that's like Pokemon for me. 
Yeah, I'm just not doing it again. Like, I've tried, I've tried again, I've tried again. People are like, this is the one that you got it. And I'm like, okay, I'll try that one too. I'm, I'm done. I just, I don't, I'm, I'm out. But uh, speaking of games, I'm in on Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly, Spring 2023. We talked about this one a bit, so we don't have to go on about it too long. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it seems like it's a very much a direct sequel to the original. Uh, we see some returning characters uh, from the original as well as a couple new ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like, uh, Georgie had had a baby, right? Yeah, it does look like he's got a new baby. Yeah. Yeah, I was really happy to see that. It was cool. It was like a fun, like little story arc that's continued, which is nice. Like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm interested to get back to this world. I think I need to go back and play episode one of Coffee Talk if they're going to be rebranding it. But I, I definitely remember having issues with the first one with the gameplay. Like the latte art stuff just did not work. It was totally broken, and it doesn't look like that's changed at all. I it don't, looks exactly the same. I don't think any of the gameplay of Coffee Talk was fun. Uh, if I'm honest, like I, I, I love coffee talk, really love coffee talk, but it's, it's a good visual novel. It's not, it's not much of a game. Like, and I hit a point cause it's like, unless you're definitely committed to playing it a couple times, like you hit a point where you're like, okay, well, if I don't give them the right order, I'm not going to max <laughs> yeah. out their conversations yeah. and I'm not going to get the end, like the right ending and everything. So I'm just going to look up the recipes and I'm going to cheat my way through the whole game because like the gameplay like can get in the way of the story and like the story is the part that's that you're there for. So like, you know, I mean, it feels like that's similar in um, uh, Persona in some respects because, like, you told me and Zaid's told me as well that if I don't speak to a certain someone on a certain day, I miss out all of the new Persona Five Royal content. So it's not like a certain person on a certain day per se, but it's more like you need to budget your time in ways that the game doesn't tell you, right? Where it's like if there there are three characters that if you don't max out your relationship with them, you will miss out on on a huge chunk of content and the game doesn't communicate that to you. Um, I think the game does a good job of telling you that those characters are important and you should spend time with them. But like, if you make the choice, like, oh, I don't like this person, I'm not going to hang out with them. Then like that can fuck you. Um, I just wrote a mental note on my brain to just pay attention to who's important. <laughs> I, I, I I'll send you, we'll send you a list. I'll give you, these are the three. Characters. Okay. Cause well, like, I'm sure you'll also tell everyone if they're listening along to the game club. And if people want the content, when we get to that point in the game club, please tell everyone well, that we should talk to that it, person. Well, it's fine. I'll, I'll tell you in the first episode who they are. Cause like, you won't have okay. missed your window, like to, to max them out by that point. Um, so you're Good. fine. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I'm really excited about, about this one and, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure it's one that we're going to be talking about a lot. So, you know, keep it tuned. Uh, so then the next one is Oni Ro Oni Road to be the Mightiest Oni, <laughs> which is the silliest name. Uh, and this one's coming out on March 9th, 2023. Uh, it is a 3D action, uh, adventure type game, uh, where you play this cute little, you know, demon guy, and you team up with a ghost, and you go and fight a bunch of demons after you've been defeated by a legendary hero so that you can become stronger and become the strongest Oni. So, you know, it looks like it's got a bit of that kind of like, I don't know, like, I, I, it, it could be, I guess, Souls-like-y, depending on how hard it is, but it really just seems like it's that kind of like... 
It's, it looks like Zelda action. Yeah. Combat, rather than Soulsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They mentioned something that I was confused about during it about controlling both the characters and a single Joy-Con kind of thing. And I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> I don't understand if the controls are just going to be confusing while you play Yeah, like, it. is it motion controls? Or, like, what's the vibe yeah. there? Like, it, it was very yeah. unclear to me, but... I think it, you'll probably yeah. switch between them. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, the press release does the same thing. To defeat them, you'll control both characters simultaneously using a single Joy-Con. Which makes no sense unless you have that more context. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so there's a lot of work that needs to be done by that sentence uh, unless, and it's not there. Uh, yeah, unless it's like a, like a cappy situation where mm. you like swing it with like a motion control to to control the secondary character. Which is how you obviously controlled Cappy. Yeah. So I, I may, maybe it's something like that. It, it could, could be, be something like that. Yeah. Because like they also show like um, these these scenes where you're like fighting Onis that are like invincible, um, and you there's like a shield that pops up to defend the character. So it's like it could be that like where it's like you, you there's like special abilities you use when it's like you got to collect the souls after you kill the Onis. Do this motion. You got to defend yourself against the invincible ones. Do this motion. Like I don't know, but yeah, it says it says the combat is like I guess it's like in two parts. You use Kuta's club to attack the demons, and then Kazimaru will draw out their spirits. Gotcha. But I don't know how you like switch between the two. Yeah, again, I think this feels very similar to Academy, where I'm like, this this looks cool but like i feel like you probably could have explained that a little bit better like give me an idea of like what the moment to moment gameplay feels like a bit more um they're tasteless though like it's very difficult within your like two three minute slot in a very long presentation like this what do you focus on and i guess arca focused on the visuals right it was like oh it's this cute cute little bear and we're going to focus on all of the different handcrafted islands we've made and how different they all are so you yeah. kind of get a glimpse as to all the different things Whereas they don't, they didn't go into intricate detail on, on how you actually play the game. Like, what's the goals in Oni? Like, we saw the combat, but we don't know. Are there quests? Are there missions? Do you just? Is it like a boss rush kind of kind of thing? Where you yeah, we really don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't. We have no idea. But you know, we will know as as the launch gets closer. Sure. All right, so then next up we had Desta, The Memories Between, which is coming out uh, in early 2023. Um, I think this looks hype as shit. Actually, this looks cool. Yeah, yeah, I love dodgeball and just seeing seeing some of the gameplay. I was just like, oh dang, she just nailed him in the face with that bank shot. Yeah, dope. and like it's this, uh... this was this one surprised me because this is this is already out. This is a Netflix game. Really, you can, you can download this as part of your Netflix subscription if you want to. It was re- it was released during uh, Jeff Keighley's like Netflix game of Day of Play or whatever he did. That's crazy. Um, around summer, I think this looks awesome. Um, I'm definitely gonna check this out. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll play it on my phone. I guess with that, but um, but I don't know. Like, I, I think this seems really neat. Like, I I really like the idea of um, it's a roguelike. A roguelite maybe but like it's a turn-based rpg like tactical rpg like almost like um like your fire emblems or like XComs or whatever and then like the story is about you like dreaming and like making these connections with like people from your past and you know i don't know it just seems really interesting it has like a very 
unique mix up of different genres that I appreciate, you know, and then like the idea of that all coming together with like a, you know, an, a, a, a story that hopefully strikes a good emotional chord. Sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds really cool. Man, I'm looking at all these Netflix games now and being like, Moonlighter is a Netflix game now? Yeah, they bought, uh, they bought them. I heard they recently bought the studio that made Cozy Grove as well. So they're making Cozy Grove 2 under the Netflix name. And I think Oxenfree is coming out from Netflix. Yeah, Bossa. Well. Yeah. They bought them too. Wild. Yeah, I mean, it's, it concerns me because I don't want those games to be trapped on mobile. And I don't. I I want them to come to consoles and PC. I mean, this and one if is. They own the studio. There's no incentive. Yeah, but they don't. They don't own. Um, uh, things studio. into right. They just own the game. Yeah, they don't own. They don't own the. Yeah, they don't. Mm-hmm. It's us too. They don't own the studio behind behind it. They just bought the game. Um, and us too did a game for. It was exclusive to. Uh, Apple Arcade as well, so you, they're, they're open to experimentation. Do you know if those games work on like iPad or like tablets or? Yeah, they work on iPad and tablets. Um, Play them there, you maybe can, you can download it on uh, uh, Google Play or the uh, or the Apple App Store, and it'll just you just sign in with your Netflix oh, account. You could probably. I, I got obsessed with Pompey for a while. You could probably make like it work on uh, on Steam Deck too, then no? Because I'm pretty sure you can download the app version of Netflix. Uh, it doesn't run Android though. You can still get Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance Tactics. Wow. On Switch, so. Age of Resistance <laughs> Tactics. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, from what I've heard, I think the studio that's making Cozy Grove, they're, they're still releasing it everywhere. But who knows how that'll change in the future? Yeah, so. I mean, it's, yeah, that's a that's a pretty good get for them, right? Because Cozy Grove on mobile was exclusive to Apple Arcade, mm-hmm. and I know a bunch of people subscribe just for that. So presumably they'll take it off of that and put it onto Netflix instead. Yeah. All right, so let's move along. Uh, next one's up. Uh, next one up is a Space for the Unbound coming out on January nineteenth, twenty twenty three. Um, this is another one that I think we saw at the last Nintendo indie presentation, or like I, I definitely remember seeing this at a direct in the past. Um, this is another one that like definitely caught my attention. I really like mm-hmm. the style. Um, it's like a weird supernatural story wrapped up in like a high school romance coming of age thing, and it's in pixel art. I'm like, yeah. Now this just this is like too many of my buttons being pressed for me to not. <laughs> Want to give this it's a shot? Published by the, it's pu- published by the Coffee Talk people, right? Chorus and Togue. Is it? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's from the studios okay. that brought you Coffee well, Talk. Great. Yeah. So it is, it is the like Coffee Talk studio. Okay. So, so I presume this, probably this is going to be a great game. Yeah. This yeah. game will probably be amazing and fly under the radar, but we'll love it. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a demo on Steam piece. So it might be worth you checking that out if you've got nice. like yeah. 10 minutes you want to try it. Well, January 19th too. I mean, it's right around the corner. So mm-hmm. yeah, this one, this one for me, as soon as like the words slice of life came out of his mouth, I was like, yeah, <laughs> sold me on it. perfect, perfect game. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't know. I just like, I like, uh, I like that. It's like a story about like a romance. Like there's not like a, a romance is kind of like, I feel like an underdone genre in games, like, especially cause like a lot of it is like, it's either like, um, a part. It means like romance sim too, I feel. 
Yeah, because like, it, 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 it's always, it's either more like that or it's like a background thing, right? Where it's like, oh, like mm-hmm. in this game, you can romance people, right? Like in Persona, you can romance a character, but that's a minor part of the game. Or like there are games that are, that's what it's explicitly about. And they're like overt, more overtly sexual and things like that, right? And it's like, there's not a problem with either of those things. But I like the idea that this is just like a story-driven game that happens to also be a romance in a pretty significant capacity. Which is mm-hmm. strange, isn't it? Because like that's how you would do it in TV and movies often. Yeah. It's like romance is there, but it's not always front and center unless you're watching a romance. But you're right, it does go by the wayside a lot in, in games. It's just like these characters are never really 3D in terms of like having depth as, of personality. It's rare. They're just like shown as someone who's like, you know, a fighting machine or something. And you don't, you don't, it's very rare you get it. Like, you come close in some games. I feel like um, I feel like some of Sony's games are pretty good at that in terms of showing like sure. uh, romance between characters. But uh, it's, I've not seen an indie pull it off. Not not in a, mm-hmm. not in a significant capacity anyway. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure which, there are examples that we're not thinking of, but like it's not it's not common, right? Which is you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm into that. It. It, it did remind me of the dating sim that I'm really excited for called Love Burb. I don't know when that comes out, but it's it's a dating sim with birds. It's great. It's a, I, love I really hope it had a full boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then next up, we've got. Uh, I wanted to remember how to pronounce this and I forgot. Dordogne? I, I think yeah, maybe like, this. I, I'll be honest. I, I, this one I, I left in my mind because I did not care for it all that much well fair enough it's coming out in spring 2023 uh this game is another kind of like uh it's another one that i think fits in that like cozy experiential like it's very exploratory you play this woman whose grandmother has seemingly passed away and she's kind of going to the home that that she had where she spent a bunch of time when she was a little girl and it's like this whole like dual narrative of like you playing in the past and exploring the neighborhood and the area and like and then like as an adult trying to reconnect with those memories and and try to like kind of fill in some of the gaps and like your grandmother left these like photos and letters and like things for you to discover and and you know it's it feels like um one of those kind of environmental story type experiences you know so Okay, this is totally off topic, but the guy who they had talking during that section, I've been watching um, a lot of Handmaid's Tale. Final season's been going on in Hulu. But this guy looks like Bradley Whitford, who is the dad in, like, Get Out, if, <laughs> if you look him up. <laughs> I, I was just seeing him, and I was like, oh, man, I just saw you on the show I was watching this morning. <laughs> what have I seen him in? He's in Get Out. He's in Handmaid's Tale. We're not going to sit here and talk about what this actor has been in. Get back on track. <laughs> All right. Anyways, that that's a side note. This guy looks like him. That's it. Okay. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, Jake's dad. Yeah. Okay, so I guess that's all we have to say about this game. <laughs> yeah, I just, it was the visuals for me. Like, And I know the guy that they had presenting it was the art director for the game. I did not like them. I just, I just didn't. The it's, characters were just like there. There was no shadow. There's nothing that like anchored them to the scene. It was just, they were there floating on top of it. And I just, 
for me, that combined with the fact that I don't really like watercolor as an art style anyway, it just didn't really yeah. didn't really do it for me. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seemed cute, um, novel art style, but yeah, it wasn't one that necessarily left a big impression on me either. So moving along, uh, we got Botany Manor. Um, I, this is another one I got to say that I, I, I kind of tuned out. I know that this is one that you were really excited about, Steve, but I'm just like, yeah. You... I thought it looked really cool. And I can see the Witness vibes now you mention it. Like, it really is, mm-hmm. like, very much that um, when you when you see that the style. style. But I like the fact that there's, like, potentially puzzles and how you, like, solve things with the plants and stuff. I really want this game to come to VR though. Like I can see uh, myself walking around that world in VR, picking up the pots, doing the like the seeding and the watering and all of that stuff in in VR. And I feel yeah. like that would be a really good place for it. Uh, but it looks it looks like a nice it looks like a nice game. Um, and now now that I've got the witness on my mind, I, I have. Uh, I, I need to go Can't and try out that it. spoof. <laughs> Have you seen the spoof called The Looker? I really need to. I really need to play it. We need to play it on stream at some point, Pete. It looks okay. so funny. We'll, we'll do it. <laughs> All right. So uh, moving right along, the next one is uh, Once Upon a Jester. This one's coming out later today, um, and I thought this one looked really interesting. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. like it's a game that is was made by a group of musicians. And it's about these these two friends uh, named Jester and Sock, who uh, are trying to like steal this diamond from a king. So they're like, okay, well our way in is to like win this annual uh, theater competition so that we can go and perform, and then like they're gonna steal this thing or whatever. Um, it just seems like a very wacky game and that the fact that like a lot of it comes down to like making decisions and then executing things well and then there's like a lot of iteration and like you can get different outcomes every time and um they said that like a lot of the game was done in a very improvisational style like uh a lot of the um the stuff that they did was like the first take of it and you know they wanted to really give it like a loose kind of feeling and just seems like interesting it's so very different of curb your enthusiasm that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> i love the concept uh, it, it definitely gave me those like improv vibes as somebody who does improv <laughs> and it, it was just cute i like the funky art style there the the voice acting for all the lines was just like i i, I thought it was hilarious every every step of the way so yeah are you gonna pick this one up um, I mean, I probably will at some point, but right now I can't think of what I'm picking up. I got to play Persona. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, this is this is one I'd like to find the time for. It seems like very unique. And I think that's uh, that's pretty much the nicest thing you can say about a video game in my mind. <laughs> so uh, then we got to look at Rogue Legacy 2 coming later today. I don't really feel like we need to talk about this one. This game's already been out for a while. It's on other platforms. Um, obviously, it's, it was already very well received. Cool to see it coming to Switch. Yeah. Yeah, this, mm-hmm. this is a game that belongs on handhelds, and it's nice to see it coming to, to Switch so people can enjoy it. Agreed. So then uh, moving back to the moody, uh, sad boy type games, um, we got to look at Blanc. Uh, which this is another one we've seen in the past, and the the loose premise is this wolf cub and deer fawn uh, get separated from their families in a big blizzard, and then they become uh, an unlikely pair of buddies and solve a bunch of environmental puzzles to uh, progress in like a monochromatic 
world. And I think that's really the thing that sticks out, right? It's like that art style is, you know, everything's either uh, pitch black with like a sketchy kind of, it's like almost like uh, if you've ever seen like the Walking Dead comics, it's like that grayscale black and white kind of look, um, but like very, very high contrast, you know, it's like almost everything is white, you know, um, which is very cool. Yeah. Very cool style. Do you think mm-hmm. the story is going to be like that Disney movie? Is it the Fox and the Hound? I think it's Where similar they... energy. Yeah. 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 So do you think at the end, at the, at the end of the Fox and the Hound happens? No, or... I my my read on this is either it has a happy ending and it's like we both made it back to our families and like we go our separate ways and it's all good, or there's like a tragic turn where you find out that their families are all dead and then they're like, well, found family narrative. We're We've got each yeah, other. Yeah, it could be. I, mm-hmm. I think there's a love story in there because it comes out on Valentine's Day. So there's yeah. got to be something related to that. They fall there's in so love. Many love games coming out on Valentine's They're Day. They're in love. <laughs> and then they have a child and it's a fox steer cub. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we got a quick sizzle reel. Um, the first one is definitely the game I was most excited about. Um, this is... Uh, Same. Wrestle Quest yes. uh, from from the folks at Skybound Games, um, which is awesome. Uh, this looks so fucking sick. Like uh-huh. we've seen this before, but it's like it's it's a wrestling RPG. It's like a turn based RPG, very influenced by like the '90s Attitude Era of wrestling or like the '80s stuff. Like I I am I yeah. This just looks so much fun. Like I feel like that's gonna be just such a gas. I can't wait. And it looks like Andre the Giant's in this. Yeah, it's like a lot of the guys look like very... <laughs> a of, like there's a dude that yeah. looks like Macho Man Randy Savage. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty good shit. Love it. I think it, it, it is Macho Man Randy Savage. Is he actually in it? Yeah, yeah, that's, what it, that's who it is. Oh, shit, they're not like just characters ripping them off? That's awesome. No, 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 yeah, that's what it is. That's who it is. Macho Man, Randy Savage, and tons of other icons offer guidance as you power What? Glory oh, my God. Yeah, right. he stars Best in it. Best wrestling oh game God. ever. That's so dope. <laughs> Yo. Years of hearing that wrestling games have gone downhill, and now This is the game we need. This is the one. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, that's awesome. I fucking love that. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, I was already excited about that. Now I'm even more excited. That sounds fucking sweet. I hope they have like uh you know how like back in the like uh like sixteen bit era, um, they would like when there was voices in games, they were like super robot, like compressed so that they could fit yeah. the sound file. I really hope they have <laughs> like a voice line from Macho Man, like compressed. <laughs> oh man, RIP. All of them. All right, so uh, next up, we got to look at Wobble Dogs. I don't, I have no fucking idea what I was looking at with this game. I got to be honest with you. I like, I, I don't understand what this is. It's a uh, 3D pet simulation game where you raise your own personal hive of rapidly mutating dogs, apparently. Oh. Is uh, the description of the game. See, that sounds cool. Yeah, it has an overwhelmingly positive review on steam so i think it's probably turn it around for me steve i'm gonna check that out that sounds cool <laughs> uh next up is storyteller march 23rd 2023 um this one looked interesting it's an annapurna joint uh it is like it looks like you like 
I don't know, like you like kind of like fist- pick and choose little characters oh. to stick in a scene. Yeah, right? I couldn't tell if it was like you pick and chose and you just told your own story, or if it was a puzzle game, like a an Oberdin like style thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you had to solve what the story was by putting the right people in the right place. I like couldn't tell some, some level of deduction, and I think based on the description, it's a puzzle game, which is which would be great if it is. Yeah, that sounds cool. Well, I like that. I like that concept. The, the vibe of it is really neat. It seems like a really mm-hmm. cool game. Uh, all right, next up is World of Horror Summer 2023. Um, very, very interesting art style. Don't really know what to make of it. Uh, yeah, this is another uh, This is another port from a, of a PC game. So again, coming to, I think it's coming to console for the first time. I was in early access at the moment. So if it's, if it's in anywhere else, it'll be on Xbox. But... It um, very much reminds me of the work of Jinji Ito, uh, who's a, a, a famous manga artist who's done stuff like... Um, that is, that's exactly what it is, apparently. That's what it so says, yeah! <laughs> Jinji Ito and H.P. Lovecraft. There you go. Yeah, okay. Well, you look at me. I'm so well-read. Um, yeah, I'm, so looking, I'm looking forward to, to playing this one. Like, I, I've, been, uh, I've had this one uh, on my wish list for a while because uh, uh, it's... I think similar in in gameplay to something like uh, Inscription, um, and that is like a, a roguelike with like a, a deck of cards and things that you have to to kind of play in in the right series of uh, events to unfold. So it looks like it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the short amount of time they showed it, it definitely caught my eye, and I was like, oh, this is like it looks horrifying and amazing. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, then we also got to look at uh, Curse of the Sea Rats, which looks to be another um, like 2D action platformer with like a kind of hand-drawn art style. It's like a bunch of rats that are like pirates. Um, mm-hmm. Gave me like a real like, uh, it, it reminded me of like Newgrounds for some reason, like that, like, that early era uh, of like online animation, um, like the Flash stuff. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Um, mm-hmm. It looks cool. Uh, and then we talked about it a little bit, but Inscription coming to Nintendo Switch December 1st. Uh, cool to see that coming to more platforms. Again, a, a game that is, I think, well, well-worn well in its conversation, so we probably don't need to talk. Uh, have, have you played that game, though? Not yet. I have it, though. Good God. Please play that game. At least Act 1. Play that game all the way to the end of Act 1. It is a very special game. It is on the level of of undertale special don't read anything mm. about it just play the first act that's it's the reason very, very i haven't good. played it yet is i i know that it's a, a big game like that and i want to make sure i go into it at the right time yeah you know, ready for it um because i think it's really going to be my jam because i like i like deck building games already so <laughs> yeah true that i i'm more interested now because i i've always heard the name i've always heard it recommended and i've never like looked it up or anything because people also always say don't look at anything about it <laughs> and so, now just seeing just these short little visuals i was just like oh, okay i i think i get into that yeah all right so rounding it out we got another look at a little to the left which is uh, another one we saw at a, a former uh nintendo event and this is a very much like if you've played unpacking it's it's very much the same kind of game like it's about organizing items and like tidying a home and like making things you know um 
maybe just making things organized, but like kind of the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the twist, I guess, is that the antagonist is the developer's cat. Uh, and like a paw will just come in while you're trying to do stuff and like knock stuff off the table or, you know, you just organize a, a bunch of, you know, f- flowers or whatever. And it comes and throws his paw through and everything, you know, so, uh, very, very cute game. I loved unpacking and I, I, I can definitely mm-hmm. see like the appeal of a game like this. Um, another great cat appearance too. The cat has his butt facing the camera the entire time they're mm-hmm. talking cats with jobs they're, yeah. they're they're taking our jobs this cat i don't mind this cat <laughs> is a, a seasoned developer <laughs> i i really want to know what they put underneath that nintendo switch to get the cat to like nudge it out of the way i was thinking that, that exact like, same scene. thing i was like how long did it take them i they must have when they finally got they must have been like holy shit we finally got this shot <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i bet there's a little bit of catnip or something right underneath that something like, area something right <laughs> like it's gotta be um but yeah i i, I think this game looks looks really cool it's it's got an, a nice like uh almost like colored pencil kind of art style too like it's it's it seems neat um and I think it was an out today game too so yeah people can get yeah. it now I think I'm gonna get it for Sarah. She uh, got really, really into. She watched me play unpacking and then played it like twice. Um, mm-hmm. and was really, really into it. So I think I think this will be one that probably speaks to her as well. <laughs> There's like I'm watching a thing right now where like the cat leaves like little paw prints all over you to clean up, and he like steals the rag and stuff. It's like this little bastard. <laughs> mm-hmm. So funny. There's over like 70 that. scenes for you to do too. So there's like quite a bit of content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, so, of course, we close things out with a big old, big old update on Sports Story uh, coming out, I think, much sooner than any of us thought, December, just around the corner. Uh, we saw, saw a bunch of new content. Like Obviously, we knew that there was going to be new stuff besides golf. Um, I believe we already knew about tennis and, and soccer, but they showed off, like, fishing there's bmxing um like i said earlier there's like new areas that you can explore that like have elements of like um uh espionage and social sims and dungeoneering and just all this stuff that i truly don't understand how it fits into the context of this game but um but I have full faith in in uh, in this team, right? They delivered some real magic with Golf Story, and I'm I'm excited to see them up the ante. Yeah, and it looks it, it truly looks like tons of stuff. It's like they just took the concept of like, all right, we've done golf. How about we just do literally everything else <laughs> with, with that concept? And I'm like, okay, why not? Just just pack it to the brim and. I, I don't know I don't know if they want people to beat this game, just judging by how many sports <laughs> they put in it. It they're, seems like they just want people to play it forever. They're it's just the like new switch sports. They're like, it took us five years to make Golf Story and you all beat it in a day, you know? Alright, fine, here you go. You know, like this game's gonna take forever, so we have time to make our next game. Mm-hmm. It's wild. But yeah, I mean I'm I'm I, I think this one uh especially for us. I could see being a real, like, sleeper, you know, where it's like, oh, shit, this is coming out at the end of the year, and, like, I think it might totally disrupt our Game of the Year lists, because yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised if it's not a, a force on that list, you know? Mm-hmm. 
It'll have a presence for sure, I think. You're coming you're coming yeah. on flip screen games for that one, right, Chewie? You're coming through for yeah. game of the year this year? Heck yeah. We gotta get the whole squad, you know. I played tons of games. Me too. I got lots to talk about. Um, speaking of which, I guess since we're we're at the last game, I did have a question for both of you. Hit it. What team are you doing for the Splatfest this weekend? Come on, baby. Water. Water types. Water types all day. Yeah, isn't it related? Is it related to specific Pokemon? Because they had that like fire one from, that looks like a pe- uh, like a pepper. Yeah, that was the is that the one from the it's, new game. Each one is kind like of him. repping that, but it's type. Yeah. They're doing water, fire, grass. So. Oh, well, if it's type, then I used used to always go with Charmander. So I guess I would have to go fire if it's type. Well, he's fire too. So you're 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 double. There you go. There you go. You can be no fire and representation. And... I'm fire. I'm always fire. I'll tell you what, they leaked a <laughs> lot of we were we would talk about it on a normal week, but all the Pokemon leaks are out this week and uh, I saw the last form of the grass type. I don't like it. Uh I've seen a sprite of the last form of the water type. Not sure that I like it. Uh so I think I might just by lesser evil law go with the fire type. I always go with the fire type, but honestly, I think I like the grass type best. Well, I'd take a look at the final form before you commit to that one, buddy. I'm going to be honest no, with you. No, I've seen it. Okay, you like it? I've seen it. Yeah, I think I like it best of the three. Okay, all right, good. Then you're in business. You do it up. Yeah. But I, I always start with fire. And it it doesn't matter anymore. Not not since the game's added online trading. I'm just yeah. like, okay, I have every starter. I've gotten, I've gotten very... Like, it was for me, it was always I chose water, right? But, like, uh, starting with Sun and Moon, I went with Rowlet just because I liked him a lot. And then mm-hmm. I... Brawlet. Where's that little bra? Yes, that's true. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I did uh, I did Cyndaquil last time because Oshawott yeah. is like m- one of my least favorite water starters. So I was like, all right, well, I'll go with the fire type. And I love Cyndaquil. So I love easy. Cyndaquil. So it's like the rails are off now. It's like just whatever. I'm just going to go with whichever one, I guess. I well, like Quaxley. I, I don't know. Yeah, Steve and I will be playing together then since we'll be on the same team. There you go. I, thought, I honestly did, uh, thought yeah. we were going to pick different teams again, though, because I think we've How been different it, each time. I don't think we can, though, because it's the whole European versus America thing. It's still separate. Oh, yeah. It's really yeah. irritating. It's like they they had one SKU this time around for the worldwide, and yet still I had to select at the beginning which region I want it to be in. And mm-hmm. it's just... It's frustrating. And it's not like it's fixing their disconnects, so I don't know why they do it. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just it's really, really infuriating because I can't play with the majority of my friends whenever a Splatfest happens. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just switch to the America region? It, like, picks it based on, like, your console. So You can change it, though. It you can change time. it, yeah. Can you change little... it any time? Yeah. I think once per, like, season... I think but you can definitely change it. I remember when I when I said it, it was like you're in the Americas, right? I was like, yeah. It's like, oh, you can change it if you need to. It's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Or I might just try changing it just for the Splatfest then. Yeah. <laughs> I was. <laughs> we'll we'll end it here after this. But I was I was listening <laughs> to a podcast recently, and uh, so I can't remember exactly who said it, so I don't want to misquote somebody. But I remember them being like they were playing Splatoon, and it got late, and they were having trouble finding matches, so they switched to the the europe so that they could play against europeans because they were waking up (laughs) (laughs) keep on gaming amazing (laughs) the forever game yeah 
All right. So before we wrap it up here, final thoughts on the the Indie World Showcase. What what what, what would you give it if we were if we were grading this one? I think I think it was pretty good. You know, I'd I'd give it probably. It was a B for me. Yeah, I'd say like like it maybe even a high B, but I think a B. Yeah. You know, it was missing like a, a big hit standout announcement for me. Like S- Sports Story was great. That's hype for sure. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah. But I feel like we need we needed one big like announcement. Like if, if we'd have finally had like Silk Song, <laughs> yeah, then yeah, maybe. yeah. Um, or even like that a Silk big, Song like, Stealth or, Drop. Like, yeah, or I something think, like Vampire Survivors. I really thought that was going to be here because it's coming to Xbox as well. I think um, too many of these were games we've seen at other Nintendo indie events, right? And like, yeah. even either, if, uh, either at Nintendo events where they were at like uh, Summer Game like, Fest like or whatever, Chewy said, yeah, like uh, or uh, um, Wholesome Games, yeah, Wholesome, yeah, or or Day of the Devs, or 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 right. Um, mm-hmm. And granted, I think it was sick that a lot of the games that we have seen before, it was like, okay, here's a release date or a window, right? Like, it's like yeah. they seem imminent now. But I feel like that's like the whole thing with Nintendo right now, right? Where it's like, okay, like we know about the stuff that's coming. Give me something new to look forward to, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it feels like it's like I've been seeing these games for at least a year or two, you know? Um, and I, I, I kind of want a look at something fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it gets harder to see that as we follow more and more indie stuff. And I feel like indie game coverage in general has gotten like a lot better and people are more on top of it. So yeah, yeah. it's something we're also all just gen- generally interested in. Like we all like indies a lot. So it's like, especially mm-hmm. now that Steve and I got Steam decks, like yeah, I'm way more on top of what the hot new indie games are than I was before. So it's like, I, I think that, it's... And I think- Putting that on my wish list. It feels like the Switch is slowing down a little bit at some point. I'd like to do an episode about that at some point because it feels like we're reaching what feels like to me an end of a generation. It's the wind down. It's Mm -hmm. like winding down. We've had, you know, we're just getting out the last few games Nintendo had in the pipe and then it's ready for the next one. And like we're starting Um, to get like sequels, you know, like it's like, okay, it's the second Fire Emblem now. Okay. All right. So yeah, it's like we've been here for a while. And they're they're looking at DLC too for a lot of the games that are still kind of popular and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think we're winding down for sure. I'm very ready for them, and I know it's like oh, yeah. like a broken record at this point, but I'm very ready for them to uh, announce what's next. You know, not even just hardware wise, but like software wise. You know, I think like they they and Sony are in that boat for me right now, where I'm like, man, like can we just get. Can we get like one of those like E three style blowout present like give like what's coming you know like what like what is the next big Nintendo EAD game I should be looking forward to right like Zelda and Pikmin four it's been a, a hot minute since we had one of those really because we didn't get anything really around around summer I mean I guess we got Fire Emblem announced in the tears of. Uh, I would kingdom. I would say, like excluding mm-hmm. Pokemon, right? Because that's obviously imminent. Like I feel like the only games we know of that are on the horizon that are big games right now are Tears of the Kingdom, Pikmin Four, which we have no idea when that's coming, and mm-hmm. um, Fire Emblem, I guess, and Fire Emblem, yeah, and I guess Advance and Wars because that Metroid you know. disappeared. <laughs> yeah, but Advance Wars exists. I don't think it does. At this point. <laughs> Please let it exist. I want that game. <laughs> the one person who got to play it by accident. I'm jealous. I was looking. I was really looking forward to that one. Yeah. 
so you know i i think like i think there's clearly a reason why right and i think it's because they are probably gearing up for the next thing but i think as long as we're in this this like holding pattern mode like yeah like i don't know like i i feel like the hype is is low right now in the nintendo community you know like i feel like we need something shiny and new to to be paying attention to and like it feels like not as dire but it feels like we're back in that pre-switch era where it's like yeah yeah like i'm still playing nintendo games on my nintendo console and you know i kind of wish they would do something new though right like everybody else has these shiny new toys that they're showing off and you know like it's it's been really easy to not pick up my switch you know lately and i want to get back to that point where you know my nintendo console is uh is is really really heavily competing for my time you know I used to play my Switch every day, and now it's like, oh, I, don't, I, I haven't played it since I put down Xenoblade, which is, that Get sucks. back to it. Yeah. Uh, I want to. that in Persona, I'm never going to play anything else. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's like, there's there's so many games, and, uh, and like, you know, I, I, uh, I just, I, f- I feel like it's time. I feel like it's time. Um, mm-hmm. So... I think I think overall a strong a strong showing maybe not the strongest but um, certainly uh, certainly a good indie direct and and a number of games here that are that are on my radar now um, or that I think will be in contention for game of the year so not a not a bad way uh, not a bad way to go out right. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you guys want to let us know what your favorite games were or, you know, your thoughts on where you want to see, uh, you know, Nintendo's console strategy go next, make sure you write into us questions at flipscreen.games. Come join the Discord. Uh, come, you know, find our stuff wherever you want to find us. We're at flipscreen.games. That is our website where you can find links to all the places you can find us all over the web. However you choose to get involved, we appreciate you tuning in to this week's episode of Nintendo Noise. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Chewy. He's been Steve. We'll see you next week. 